Hey there, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm going to try something different today and um, share on Instagram that if you're curious about my life and you want to support me through a current rough patch, join me with this recording um, and you can just catch up. And so I want to preface this by saying, um, if you're new, welcome. Um, I'm the tea doodler guy and I treat this like a voicemail that I'm leaving you to just share my thoughts and feelings so we can, um, connect this way. And, um, a goal is to keep you company, uh, to, so to give you insight into ups and downs of, another sober person's life. And so I'm currently in a rough patch and um, I want to go through the nitty gritty of some of the logistics of it. I want to talk through my feelings, my uh, pain a little bit, but then maybe try to also zoom out and remember lessons from therapy because that's something I also try to do. I, I go to therapy once a week and any bits of wisdom I try to share to um, help anyone listening. So, first and foremost, I'm physically okay. I'm fine. Um, This isn't like an issue about relapse. It's just finding myself in the same spot that I was eight months ago when um, my boyfriend of two and a half years broke up with me. He said... He wanted to pursue feelings for our mutual friend. Um, This is basically the moment that led to me realizing he was cheating on me um, for quite a bit of time. And so that was devastating. And I cut off contact with them. And it was about six months into 2020 of just me doing my best, going through the breakup, try not to complain or whine about it too much and just really in a lot of pain. And actually it was about like five months of um, not seeing my ex or the other guy. And one of my friends said, hey, um, I want to invite you to a birthday cabin weekend that he was hosting at the end of August. And he really wanted me to go. However, he wanted to give me the heads up that my ex and this other guy would be there. And I promptly declined saying, I do not see myself going. And then I talked about it in therapy that the idea of me being cheated on, dumped, well, let's say broken up with, or I generally try to force myself to say when the relationship ended to really be intentional with the language I use. Anyway, um, I was telling my therapist, like, I feel rejected, completely cheated on and dumped. And there's a limited number of beds in this cabin. And so my ex and this other ex-friend, they're going to be in a bed together. And I'm going to end up like, my mind went to sleeping on a really dirty towel outside on the porch. And I, in my mind, it was non-negotiable that I would go, like, I would not go to this cabin trip. And then, did I lose you already? I'm so sorry. I'll try to keep it moving. Um, then six months into 2020, five or six months, my ex reached out 
um, very persistently saying he still loves me. He regrets how everything happened. Um, Dating the other guy never really got legs um, because they both felt so horrible and that he wanted to be with me. And so I met with him and talked to him about how everything has always been on his terms. The start of the relationship, everything throughout it, and then the end of the relationship. And the idea of him initiating this again, the idea of it being on his terms exhausted me. So I have no answer for him. I have a lot to process, but um, I'll let him know. And the way he smiled at me, he's like, yeah, of course, I'm going to just wait to hear from you. The The smile, I'm sorry, my voice didn't crack from emotion. It, it's just a little dry. Let me take a sip of tea. I encourage you to do the same. Um, oh, also, any new listeners, I encourage you to be um, going for a walk, doing something to take care of yourself, have tea. Maybe you can sit and color or draw. Um, I also like to do the dishes when I listen to a different recording, like podcast. Okay. Um, so the smile was basically that he deeply loved me and that he was happy to wait. And so what I started to do was hang out with this group socially, including my ex and the other guy. And it took a lot of energy and courage for me to even be in the same space. And even just to see them took me a long time to get used to. And it's been about two months of this. And so I said, yes, I can go on that cabin trip. I I mean, as long as they're not seeing each other and like we're starting to be friends again, I'm happy to go on this trip. This was about two weeks ago from today. And I'm like, all right, I can't believe I'm going on this trip that I forbid myself to go on because it would be too painful. But if we're all friends, then let me join. And then last week we were all hanging out and it was just my ex because the other guy that he left me for eventually was out of town. And I thought, what a nice dynamic. I get to hang out with this small group of friends and my ex and maybe just reconnect in some way. And he was sitting right next to me on the couch and he was texting this other guy the entire time. And um, this is so helpful for me to talk out loud. So if I'm losing your interest, I am so sorry, but it's really, hearing me talk through it is so beneficial. Okay, so I thought it would be really healthy if I sit one-on-one with my ex before this cabin weekend to let him know, like, I feel uncomfortable at any signs of like deep connection between you and this other guy because there's a lot of betrayal there and I feel uncomfortable. And then, so we met yesterday for lunch and I thought the conversation was going to be me sharing how I felt, maybe us setting some boundaries. And I really thought my ex would say, I'm so sorry. I was messaging this other guy. I, I in front of you, like I completely understand how you, could feel uncomfortable. And so I bring it up and he's, I, I don't need to get into the entire conversation, but that's when he said, oh, 
we've been seeing each other for the past three or so weeks. And my jaw dropped and my heart was ripped out of my butt. And um, basically, I presented as someone completely okay with just being friends. I didn't reach out to him, which is not true. And I have the receipts on my phone, but I don't want to get into that rabbit hole. But basically, I didn't give him anything, any indication that I wanted to be with him. So he's been just back with him for the past three weeks. And um, that's where, if you have any experience feeling rejected, being cheated on, being lied to, please send me a DM. Um, I'm really open to hearing from you. I'm, I'm open to support and help and encouragement. Um, and a huge shout out to the Instagram user, how many moonbeams. Um, Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, you sent me a beautiful piece of real life snail mail. Thank you for supporting the United States post office. I think everyone needs to go buy stamps. I know I need to. And, um, Sarah also made herself available for me to jump on the phone and talk to her. And, um, that's a big picture thing I want to share that, um, that's something in recovery that I would not have done, uh, before getting sober to, and that's really emphasized. I'm not part of a program, but I heavily rely on my friends who are in a program. And so it's like, I'm kind of sneaking into different people's programs and different people's like therapy sessions. And so that's what I like to do with this to like share whatever I learn and, the emphasis to pick up the phone and call someone is new to me and I didn't want to do it, but I did it and I felt so much better sharing my story with someone directly and just, we were FaceTiming and seeing her face was incredible. So thank you so much, Sarah. Um, and so I didn't sleep last night with my mind racing of this betrayal that I'm feeling that I can't believe they've been together for the past three weeks. Oh, and this is what um, Sarah pointed out that is really crappy of my ex. He kept this hidden from me and then acted surprised that I was hurt. And you don't get to have both. You knew this would hurt me and that's why you didn't tell me. And I'm just really mad because I agreed to go on this cabin trip under the understanding that we were all friends. And so I didn't sleep last night and I have about six hours until I head to this cabin. Um, because, and now this is where I, <laughs> um, let me guess, you may be telling me through this one-way recording not to go. Don't go, T-Doodler, don't go. And this is what's big picture on top of mind. Um, and maybe you'll relate to this. I have to go through this. I can't back out. I'm too stubborn. I have a bit of um, masochism. I have some pettiness. I want to like 
give them mean looks during this trip. I want to just rip this Band-Aid off. I want to get it over with. Um, If I don't go, I feel like I'm... um, I'm going to be in mental anguish this whole time wondering what the trip was like. I really want to be included in things. I want to be someone's first choice. And, oh, okay. To cheer this up a little bit um, and to share some benefits of recovery and therapy and meditation and journaling, I let my ex have it. When he, we had this conversation, I held my own. I said things like, oh, I was really proud of myself. I said, I haven't said this term to you because I didn't think it needed to be said, but I need to say it out loud to you. You cheated on me. I was devastated by the breakup. Um, and that just a little sampling of what I told him. Um, and I also said, I'm sorry I didn't give you more communication about like, getting back together as a possibility, but I need you to understand I was absolutely devastated by your actions, by your behaviors, and the mere like act of joining the group for social time took every ounce of courage I had. And I told him, I want to be with someone who would have understood. Just, just the fact that he sat on the couch next to me texting the other guy non-stop I'm talking like over an hour and the fact I need to be with someone who's understanding enough and empathetic enough to one not cheat on me in the first place and two not be so stupid to do something like that because he knew I could see anyway um I'm asking for your support as I go into this weekend in the cabin, because what's really funny, it's a small cabin that sleeps eight. And you know that listing is generous. So like sleeps eight is like any soft surface is going to be listed as like a sleeping spot. There are 10 of us going. And so um, cherry on top of that tight space the weather looks like thunderstorms and rain. So what would have been like a nature trip, I'm not sure how much like outdoor vibes we're going to get. So this to me is also like, I have to go. I'm smiling now because it's like, if not for anything else, it's at least the beginning of like my screenplay or my like novel, what whatever. Maybe I'll get some good doodles out of it. Um, Oh, and I wanted to update you. I got a COVID test. And um, if you want to hear me on a really good episode, or if you want to hear me in a good mood, listen to the last recording, the one before this, where I talk all about my COVID-19 test experience. I had a blast. And uh, my test results were negative or not detected. And that felt really good to get that result back um, and to do the best I can to um, go into this cabin weekend not giving people uh, this virus, Um, which is really nice of me considering how I feel about two of them. But I wouldn't wish this virus on anybody. Literally, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, 
And so thank you so much for listening to all this. And I guess um, I can share some lessons learned from therapy because I guess I really went through the, I just have to say it felt the, I felt like I got dumped all over again yesterday and it was horrible. Um, and I thought I need to reach out to my therapist and see if she has an emergency session for me. Um, because this is near crisis mode. And then I was like, well, I've been seeing her weekly for six, no, eight months. Is there any way I can put what I've learned to the test? And here's what I did. I, one of the best things she taught me is that, um, you're human. You cannot escape uncomfortable feelings. It's the goal is not to become immune to uncomfortable feelings. Um, this is all about turning to healthy coping mechanisms in moments of distress. So I quickly realized I was in a moment of distress. It felt like trauma. And I was happy that I recognized that this was really hard for me and I was panicked. And so I made myself a cup of tea. I reached out to a friend. I, um, have yet to meditate since I heard this conversation. I've yet to journal, but I journaled before the meeting. And so I breathed through it and I knew I would be as open, as honest as I felt comfortable on this recording. And, and I had in the back of my mind that I would post this saying, please listen to this if you're interested in supporting me. And so Um, in general, it's lovely to connect with people. And so thank you for listening. Um, I, I want to give you the heads up that I don't know if I'll be posting on Monday of recording. So, um, thank you for your patience with me and your grace. Um, and so I guess two more thoughts just popped into my mind. One is how are you? Um, it has been, Growth is, okay, growth is painful and maturing is hard. A lot of growing pains. And what's really difficult is I feel like my world has come crushing down. But I know I can't be selfish and take up all the space. And I don't know why I'm like emotional about that, but like I need to know how you're doing. or And so you can always message me on Instagram, but also just like, it's important for me to just ask you. And so like, even if you don't respond, (laughs) just know that whoever you are, I'm deeply listening to you in a way that doesn't make sense because (laughs) right now I'm sitting in my own echo chamber, but just know that like, I'm a stranger who cares Um, so I mean that I I hope you're well, how are you? Um, and I, I really mean like a deep, how are you? How are you doing? I don't need the fake shit. Like we are so past the fake shit. Um, we're, we're talking about life or death stuff. Uh, At least in my mind I am, um, because you guys are helping me hang on. And so I want to extend that to you. 
And then um, the second thought was gratitude. Um, that's another painful part that comes with the growing pains of maturity that like I want to sit in my despair and I want to wallow and um, it sucks that I know I can't do that forever. (laughs) So um, it is with a lot of just like doom and gloom in my voice that I say let's talk about gratitude for a moment. Um, I didn't sleep last night and it popped into my head how even when I'm tossing and turning and I'm in mental anguish, I was able to realize how soft my sheets are and how soft my bed is and that there are a lot of people who don't have that. And so that was one moment of gratitude that made me really um, return back to earth. Um, I'm thankful that I'm going on a cabin weekend trip with nine other people and there are seven who I can walk up to and say, I need a hug. And um, I hope to take advantage of that. Um, Okay, so I'm thinking of you. How are you? Thank you for thinking of me by listening. And uh, gratitude. What gratitude can we go back to? Um, What healthy coping mechanisms can we revisit and this is another point of frustration that I'm not really frustrated about but like maybe you'll relate that I I have the inclination to be like here I am talking back to square one back to basics talking about like feeling feelings healthy coping mechanisms and I've been through this already with my ex. And so that's a doodle I'm going to work on today. I'm thinking, okay, I hate to spoil it because then like I might not post it. It might not look the way I want it to. But basically I'm thinking a simple circle. And then on the inside is a simple like line drawing, like a stick figure. And they're in the circle walking in a loop as if like the inside of the circle is the sidewalk, if that makes sense. And they're walking in a circle and then the speech bubble is going to say something like, what, how did I get here again? Uh, because that's how I feel. Um, and so also this, okay. Um, where am I? Ooh, 22 minutes. You're a trooper. If you've listened this long, um, After this cabin weekend, I need, um, just, this is just random stats, I want to say, but like 60 plus year old women only in my social circle, um, preferably divorcees, um, people who are anti-racist, um, non-binary or gender non-conforming, queer, um, just, I can't be around white gay guys anymore because they're toxic. Uh, I did not need to end on this note. <laughs> um, and if you're not a 60 plus year old woman, I, I embrace you. My point is I need to move away from this group that I connected with because they check just very superficial boxes, um, 
for me in terms of seeking friendship. Okay, um, I end, I think I end every episode by saying thank you for listening. I love you. Um, and this episode was really, um, it means a lot if you tuned into it. Uh, so you're the best. Um, you'll hear from me next week. Thank you again. Okay. I love you. Goodbye.